Welcome back to seeing life from a different angle. Today, I believe, is a day for great rejoicing, and I would be remiss if I did not reference back the podcast that I did a couple weeks ago when I was talking about the value of life and talking about how when we go through the process of abortion or we go through the process of euthanasia that we are robbing God of someone to give his love to. And so today is a day of great rejoicing because today, if everything goes as it seems like it's going, then a large percentage of abortions will come to an end. And that's an amazing thing that these individuals will have this opportunity to live, to know God's love, to know God's mercy, to know the ups and the downs of life, the joys, the pleasures, the passions, the fears, that all these things will occur. And it's an amazing thing that they will have this opportunity. And this has been something that has been around for 50 years. And I have been alive for 60. So for all but 10 years of my life, this has been the quote unquote law of the land. And so it is a lovely thing that this judicial process where the Supreme Court made a ruling, made a law and made a decision for the remainder of mankind and the tens of millions of babies that have died. You know, it's an amazing and wonderful day. And I am so incredibly thankful for that, as are all the babies that have an opportunity to be born now. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to you that I have no sympathy or empathy for the women who go through difficult times in the term determining what they're going to do with their lives once they get pregnant. But they're adults. One way or another, they're adults, whether it is voluntarily or involuntarily, as sad as the involuntary piece may be. They're adults who have to make a decision and have the ability to make a decision to keep this life, to give this person an opportunity to raise this child in a way that is full of love and caring and nurturing. They have this opportunity. And so one way or another, whether they are young adults or older adults to some degree and they are having a child, it is their responsibility when they're making the choice to have a sexual relationship to carry forth this child. Now, I know you may be saying, well, what about those people who are raped or who are taken advantage of? You know, I understand that situation, but it doesn't mean that we have the right to rob God of the opportunity to love this person just because it makes us, reminds us of what it is that happened to us. There are alternatives. There are options that still allow this child to be loved, still allow this child to be loved by God. And it's something we have to consider because when we look at mankind, we're making this really horrid choice. We're heading down this very horrid, painful, you know, myopic future where fear rules the day, where we are seeking to do what it is that is gratifying for us. We're chasing human happiness, which is attainable, but it's not really truly happiness not in the angelic or divine sense of the word. It's not really happiness. It is artificial pleasure at best. Maybe if you're lucky, you're squeaking out a fantasy that things are wonderful. But let's be honest, these moments are fleeting. 
Just as our lives are fleeting, these moments are fleeting. And we have to be able to recognize that, you know, by making this choice in this moment, by saying to ourselves, nope, I'm going to terminate this pregnancy. Nope. You know, this this parent, this grandparent is, you know, they need to let them die with dignity is not healthy. It is not a healthy choice. It is a choice based out of our own self-preservation, whether we want to be believe that we are being noble and we are being caring and we are saying, OK, well, I don't want this child to grow up in a house where I don't know what's going to happen to them or I don't want this adult to this older adult to suffer, you know, whatever the case might be, we have become a society that is bound and determined to kill as much and as often as we possibly can. And that makes sense. And the reason it does is because every individual in our lives has the potential and sadly has become an obstacle in our way. You know, we were driving down to Boston today to drop off a friend and her family at the airport. And I was saying to my wife, you know, it's amazing, really, when you think about it, how little people seem to care about others. And I think it comes down to that. When did we just become obstacles in the way of somebody else getting to where it is they need to go, getting to work on time or getting to work early or going to have fun or, you know, spending their time doing what it is they want to do, even if it means it does harm to other people. When did we become such powerful obstacles and such important obstacles that we need to be destroyed? And isn't that the case? Isn't that the case? I don't want to be reminded of being raped. I don't want to be reminded of getting pregnant with someone that I'm no longer with. I don't want to be reminded of how pain, much pain this person is going through. It's not ours to take. These people are not obstacles. Go back to what Lewis talked about when he talked about the three realms of morality. These individuals are a part of our family. You know, the person you speed past, the person you flip off because you're pissed off about how slow they might be going on that highway, that old person who just, you know, is barely above the steering wheel that you're angry at because they're stopped short or they're moving too slowly, or that child that you become pregnant with, you know, whether you're the father or the mother, they're not obstacles. They've never been obstacles. You're the one that makes them that. You're the one that's making that choice. Now, I'm not saying that my life is all peaches and cream. There are clearly individuals in my life who have wreaked havoc in my life. There are clearly individuals in my life who probably I have wreaked havoc with. But the truth of it is, I don't see these people as obstacles in my way. I don't see them as someone that needs to be destroyed. I see them, or I've come to see them, increasingly so over time, as people to love, as people to care about. If I am given this gift of being able to increase my reality so it's moving closer and closer to a wide open reality, that gift there is the ability to love in the way that God loves us. And I'm not going to blow that gift. I mean, you know and I know, we all know people who will get a, this gift at Christmas time from someone that loves them and they will return this gift because they think, ah, I didn't want that gift. That's not what I wanted from this person. I wanted something else. They didn't give me what it is I'm looking for. We spend our whole lives acting as if the gift that God gives us, the one true great gift to see our, see other people in our lives, to see all people in this world as our brothers and sisters, we're wasting that gift of love that God has given to us when we were in that wide open reality. And we're making this choice day in and day out to say to ourselves, 
you know, they're in my way. They're making my life difficult. They're not allowing me to find gratification. What if I can't keep doing what it is I've always wanted to do? What if I can't take my medication anymore? What if I can't take smoke my pot anymore? What if I can't smoke my cigarettes or drink my alcohol? We are letting these people become obstacles to us. We're putting them in that place because they're not in that place. There is no child that is inside the mother's womb that is an obstacle to her well-being unless there's a medical situation. And we don't even allow that to be considered because the doctors will oh, jump right to it. I'm going to say to you, I think you should get an abortion, you know, because this is a medically compromising situation. Not a not a good thing to do. Sorry about the snap there. It probably was very loud. But I think I think that's something we really strongly have to consider. You know, is that person that is in line in front of me? Is that person who is getting better grades than I am? Is that person who is driving slower on the street than I want to be going? Is that person who didn't notice the street signs and cut me off on the highway? Is that person who is inside of my body? Or is that person who outside of me has gotten old and frail and weak and sickly? You know, is that person really an obstacle or... Are they really my brothers and sisters? Are they really brothers and sisters in Christ? That's why Christ said, love your enemy. Because I think what he was saying is, love makes it so that no one is your enemy. No one's really your enemy. No matter how much they may hurt you, it's out of their own pathology. But they're not your enemy. They are part of your family. I get it. There are plenty of families with lots of dysfunction. You know, I, I can't deny that Every family has dysfunction of some sort. But there's still people that you love, still people that you care about, still people that matter to you. And I think that's the key. We develop friendships, we develop loves, we develop passions, we develop interests. You know, these are all opportunities in relationship to other people to see them as a part of that family. And so we have this choice. Do I see people as obstacles and therefore I hate them? Or do I see them as family and therefore I love them? And that is our choice day in and day out. You know, it's not going to mean that people are really going to understand all the things that you're saying. It's not going to mean that they really truly get what it is you're trying to say because they're stuck. They're stuck in their status quo and they think whatever you're saying means whatever it is they believe that it means. So take a step back, recognize that's their pathology. That's what makes them move toward what it is they're doing, whether it is ending the life of a child or ending the life of an elderly person or, or making the choice day in and day out to be rude and crude and obnoxious and hostile toward other people, seeing other people as obstacles. That's their pathology. It's not yours, and it doesn't have to be. And so when you think about it, I would ask you to make, you know, consider it. You know, are people my obstacle? Are they someone worth hating because I'm afraid they're going to take away from me what it is that is mine or what I believe to be mine or what I believe is going to make me happy? You know, after everything is said and done, are they really my obstacles or are they just individuals who are doing what it is they do and they're just not there yet? They're not there yet. They're not in a place where they're ready to see that this is family instead of an obstacle. Be well. Be well.